0: Welcome to The Drift, your resource on all things business strategy, entrepreneurship, and leadership. I'm your host, Aloysa, and today's guest is the Chief Marketing Officer of EOS Fitness, Shilpi Sullivan. Shilpi began her career in the fitness industry in 2006 when she joined a startup marketing agency that specializes in the fitness sector. She gained extensive experience in new gym and high-value, low-priced model marketing, while working with gym chains nationally and mastered how to lead a team to create highly successful turnkey marketing campaigns, all while helping to grow the marketing agency into an industry leader. Now, as the CMO of EOS, she oversees all aspects of marketing and brand development. Welcome, Shelby.
1: Thank you, Aloisa. I'm so excited to be on, to be chatting with you on this Friday afternoon.
0: Oh my goodness. And likewise, goodness, the energy, the passion. I am so, so excited for us to kick this off. So let's go ahead and get started. Can you share with us a little background on yourself or how you got to where you are today?
1: Absolutely. So Aloysia, I worked for an ad agency. It was AdvoCore and then bought by Epsilon. For about 10 years as an account executive focused on the fitness side, I love, love, loved being able to help businesses grow, to truly impact the lives of people. Um, I realized that I had such a deep passion for the creative process, um, brainstorming around ways to create awareness about the benefits um, of health and fitness, and it was amazing to be able to help drive business growth for gyms. And then I eventually earned an amazing opportunity to work with EOS to ultimately develop the brand from the ground up, lead our marketing efforts. And now here we are almost seven years later.
0: Oh, that's amazing. And, you know, I really, really want to go into that too, because a lot of times I hear Uh, individuals going to switch between agency to client side, client side to agency side. And it's always so interesting, the different dynamics of the transition. So reflecting on your personal journey from Epsilon going over to client side, what are some of the biggest takeaways that you experienced in your time on the agency side that also too perhaps may have translated into your current work today with EOS?
1: Um, Yeah, that's a good one.
0: So my time at
1: Epsilon, I mean, it was invaluable, and it served just as my foundation, right, for my career, for for my future. Um, I am so incredibly thankful for the leadership, the mentorship that I experienced at Epsilon. I think that one of my biggest takeaways um, coming into EOS from Epsilon was that there really isn't any task or project that is too big. You just really have to shift to the way that you think about things, the way that you uh, approach things. Um, the takeaway of creative thinking um, has been so key in developing and growing at the EOS brand. You can accomplish great things, and I mean, you can even just exceed the expectations, right, that you have of yourself um, during the process by. Pushing yourself to think about things in different angles, different forms. Um, I do it all day long. And I think that's really just one of the things that I love being able to bring to EOS.
0: Yeah, that's great. Really thinking about how you can continuously put innovation at the forefront, which I believe is really one of the core values that even EOS itself really likes to portray on a day-to-day basis. Is that right?
1: Absolutely. I mean, we can't sit still. There's so much out there. There's so much to do. There's so many new things. Um the moment that we're stagnant is, is we'll get we'll get left behind. And then it's also that's just what makes it fun and it, it makes it inspiring.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I I definitely want to touch on that too, especially because I mean if we think about it, goodness, the health and wellness, the fitness industry has been through quite quite a storm over the past couple years. Uh, it's definitely an elephant in the room that I think we can all all understand. But you know, at the, the end of the day, when it comes to running businesses, managing teams, it's all built on relationships, right? And you and I kind of talked about this too during our first time, and I want to understand. Can you talk about just any learnings that perhaps even the pandemic had on both yourself, perhaps maybe on, on EOS, regarding effectively communicating with partners and your members, ultimately to ensure that you are continuing to build those relationships?
1: Yeah. I mean, obviously, right? Like, I mean, so many people, businesses learned so much um, about our relationships. It was a time when. We really had to rely on relationships because that's kind of all we had at at that moment, especially when the pandemic first started. Um, I think it was foremost that we as a company and a team became stronger. Um, We really had to lean in on each other and quickly. We had to trust each other in so many different and new ways. Um, We have... Gyms. I'm um, in five different states, and there were so many moments, right, of having to pivot so quickly. Close gyms, open gyms, close masks, and we at times had, I mean, an hour notice for for a lot of these types of things. Um, building outdoor workout space, and so it, it's if we didn't have the type of strong communication that we had, we wouldn't have been able to pivot as quickly as we did yeah, so that's kind of where I start with it, that as a team, I'm really just honing in on that communication and that trust. And then, I mean, to touch on what you asked about partners, we uh, of course, have amazing partners. I, I think we all realize just how invaluable that our, our partners have been the, the the support that we had um it. Without the partnerships that we had, I don't think we would have been able to, I mean, pivot as quickly as we did. Also, um, while we were closed, it was, how do we continue to push our core purpose? Our core purpose at EOS is to create loyal, lifelong fans and exercise practitioners. So now we've got to do this with gyms being closed. And it really was with the help of our partners and their support that we were able to continue to do that and continue to create value for our members.
0: And you're exactly right. There's so much value behind just continuously using communication as a means to be able to bridge and connect people together. And alongside those partners, without diving too much into the politics, I'm sure that you and your team faced a lot of headwinds when it came to also perhaps uh, connecting with local governments, right? Were there any big takeaways from interacting with these local officials, especially during the pandemic, and also facing all just so many challenges along the way with opening new studios? Can you tell me like how you went about this? Just the, the biggest experiences that you got from this from this entire journey?
1: Yeah, I mean, it. For me it was absolutely enlightening. I personally stepped completely outside of my comfort zone and my skill set and made an active effort to fully understand all of the different local and state regulations um, and then also just how the different government departments work and then how they work together with the health departments. So it was diving in and just throwing myself into it. I kind of felt like a college student in some way where it was just like, all right, let's start reading. Let's start learning. Um, So I really quickly learned that educating others on the importance of fitness was so critical. Um, It was such a gut punch early on when gyms got kind of lumped in with entertainment with bars, with nightlife. And so it was taking that step back and realizing we have this amazing opportunity to advocate for for the fitness industry, to teach, to to, to educate um, about the importance of fitness in our daily lives. I think even more than that, we all learned how important fitness is for our mental health. Like, I think, you know, we've kind of always known that, but not at the level that we learned when people didn't have access to gyms. The amount of stories and emails and members that I came across on the impact that their mental health, the hit that their mental health was taking from their gym being closed, it was absolutely heart-wrenching. And of course, it was still this balance of, we're in the middle of a pandemic. We need to keep people safe. But how do we also focus on mental and physical health? Um, We kind of realized that we all took gyms for granted. Uh, So it was on some level a lot of fun to to, to dive into it, to to be able to use this as a time of education. And then, I mean, with it, once the gyms kind of were able to open, Aloisa, I was absolutely amazed to see, and I mean, and I still see in some of our markets, um, our, our members working out in masks, right? Like, I mean, you're huffing and you're puffing and you've got this sweaty mask on. That also just shows what people are willing to do for their fitness. And we were in such an amazing position to be able to educate others with all of this,
0: That is so powerful. And this last piece you touch on is just such a really very important topic of conversation, especially lately. Just really the importance of that in-person experience. It's irreplaceable. And that's probably also a little biased on my end too, because I live and breathe brick and mortar fitness studios. But that's you, you nailed it. When it comes to the value that you can create with your members, the relationship that you continuously to build with your customers, they're going to do anything and everything in their power to be able to continue being a part of your brand. So speaking broadly about EOS because I'm so intrigued about how much you guys have grown so far, it's also the work that you personally have done for the brand too since you started, can you talk about just to kind of like set the scene a little bit, what is EOS's theos? thesis, you know, what does it look like when it comes to creating more of this fully holistic wellness experience uh, for your members as opposed to just traditional fitness? Um,
1: so our thesis changed a, a little bit where we've learned so much in the past few years, right? So to go back on it, the importance of the importance of the Importance that fitness has on mental health Um, and everything else that we learned. I mean, how technology comes into play, um, relationships. It's, we can't lose those learnings. We have to now take what we've learned over the past two years and put it all into practice. It it would be silly not to. Um, Buying behavior has changed. The way that people do their jobs has changed. And fitness and wellness, it's changed. We learned that gyms can't be replaced with at-home fitness. Um, It can be supplemented, but we learned that it can't be replaced. The social interaction, the sense of community, um, the belonging, and just like that general, like just energy, right, Uh, of a gym, the motivation, Um. (sighs) Having like-minded people around you, where you've all got a similar goal that 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 hasn't changed. Um. So, what did we learn? What did what are some of the things that we kind of maybe relearned, or that were solidified for us? It's the massive impact that fitness has not only on physical health but mental and emotional. The importance of full. 360-degree well-rounded wellness and self-care. That's been a big one. Self-care. Um, it's not, I think in the past we've never, we didn't prioritize self-care. Were we being too selfish? No. We learned that we're not. Um, we learned what technology is capable of. We learned the role that nutrition plays in our lives on the impact that cardiovascular health has on our immune systems and our own recovery. We learned how important the recovery process is to allow time to let our bodies heal. So now it's time to do something with all of these learnings. And that's what people are going to start seeing from EOS.
0: Oh, that's so exciting. I love the approach of just this multidimensional health and wellness experience. And I also love the approach that you took on just grasping in more of the positive learnings that we were able to acquire during such a crazy and so crazy time period, but you're exactly right. Health and wellness has a completely new definition in such a good way, because it ultimately now actually lends a lends a hand to the industry to open up the doors for so many other different types of consumers. And instead of the once known twenty percent of Americans that were tied to a fitness solution, we're actually now able to expand the horizon and let the eighty percent know that hey. Health and wellness and fitness doesn't just mean going to a gym for 30 minutes. There's so many different things that you can do. And it's all about helping you become a better human, become a healthier person. And there's incredible partners and brands like EOS that are the ones that are going to help you accomplish this. So that's fantastic. And something that you just touch on too is you know, the rise of digital and technology. And it's still very much a question mark for everybody in this sector. Um, But, you know, thinking about how the in-person experience is so irreplaceable. However, you kind of touched on too, maybe there's a way to supplement it. In your perspective, Do you think that there could be some sort of behavioral shift with consumers on how they engage with fitness brands now that we know that these digital and immersive technologies are available to the market? I think absolutely so. Um,
1: I think it kind of starts with the rise in wearables, right, and fitness trackers. It's showing that there's a scientific approach to fitness. Um, we're, we're taking a little bit of that guesswork out on the way that you're achieving results, the way that you're, you're learning about the way your body works through, through wearables. Um, I mean, I've learned so much about my body through just all of my different wearables, where what gets my heart rate going, what, when, it, when it's too much. Um, and it's really cool to see just the correlation of how I feel to then track it back to what my wearable is telling me. So I I think that there's an appetite for it from, I mean, every level, from the novice gym goer to what the bodybuilder, there's something there. So I I think if we can take the guesswork out of fitness, hopefully it'll make it a little bit less intimidating or a lot less intimidating and a, a lot more accessible and inviting to people. Um, so many times, right? Like you hear about why people don't want to go into a gym. They're intimidated. They don't know what to do. That's a scary feeling. Fitness shouldn't be scary. It's self-improvement. So for, for us in 2020, while the gyms were closed, we, uh, we use that as a time to go back to like the strategic partnerships. Um, what are the things that we can start working on now for when we are at a point when the gyms are open and getting out of this, we partnered with Black Box VR. It's the nation's first leading virtual reality fitness company. Um, it's a resistance-based workout. While you're playing a game, you get lost in 30 minutes of this kick-ass workout where you're battling like your toughest opponents. Um. You're chest pressing, deadlifting, rowing, squatting your way through this entire workout while having so much fun scoring points. So now you're playing into people's competitive and fun mindset. I mean, who knew fun and fitness would ever go in the same sentence? Um... So we've got that, that, that EOS has been working on it. And then now, um, most recently, our team has been working on a, a partnership with eGim to bring their new smart strength equipment into um, EOS locations. It's this body assessment, so you can really understand where your fitness level is and where your strength, what your strength level is. And then it's this completely guided personalized workout that takes the guesswork out of fitness. Um, I, I, one of the things that I constantly hear, right? So for people who are new to the gym, I'm, um, you know how to use a treadmill, you know how to use a, a bike. I'm um, strength training. People don't know, and so now we've got this like easy, uninhibited approach to strength training. Technology is so awesome. It's scary. I mean, it's different. But once you kind of wrap your head around it, there's so much we can do with it.
0: Oh, you're so right. And you touched on such really incredible, more of like human behavior patterns too, with the rise of digital and more of like this convergence between the digital and the physical worlds. You know, I think, one, when you talked about the wearables, I instantly thought of how these days, because of the pandemic, because of the rise in technologies, consumers now are more educated on how to read and decipher fitness data, which is fantastic because now we're able to partner with all these incredible product solutions, whether they be um, your watches, now rings, and all these other <laughs> different types of um, wearable technology <laughs> these days that are out there. My goodness, they've got jewelry now, too. It's just fascinating. <laughs> Um, but it it provides consumers with a more personalized approach to what's actually happening to them. And the pandemic taught us that health and wellness, personal health and wellness is so incredibly important. And by having more accessible data, it truly does help make fitness more inclusive, as you had mentioned. And then the other part, what's so interesting too, is more of this gamified experience that we can create with fitness because at the end of the day, if we can actually make fitness fun and make that be a sentence that everybody is familiar with, hopefully one day soon, that's what's just going to continue drawing more consumers in and also get them excited about it again and not make it feel like work because you're right. Fitness should not be work. It should be something that you do for yourself. <laughs> it's self-improvement <laughs> and that's such an incredible point to touch on. So thank you for that.
1: Of course. Yeah, it shouldn't be scary. So anything that we can do to just kind of lower that barrier, then I mean, I, I feel like that's our duty and responsibility,
0: being in this industry and doing what we do. Mm -hmm. That's exactly it. Well, shifting gears a little bit in your perspective, all the exciting things that could be possibly coming up in 2022, what are some of the biggest trends, upcoming trends in fitness and wellness that excite you the most?
1: Oh, I'm, uh, I mean, I'm sure as you can tell, all of it excites me. (laughs) But I really think this is a year of innovation. I mean, to just touch upon, I mean, what we've been talking about, right? Like we've had two years of taking this step back, um, two years of fighting really hard. And I think that this is the year now to, to, to innovate, to start thinking outside of the box, to every new idea, um, as all the learnings that, that we've had from the two years, Past two years, what are we going to do with them? It's time to innovate. I think that the narrative of overall wellness, um, physical, mental, emotional, I, I think that needs to be kept alive. Um, we know, as it's like just what fitness does for us on so many different levels. Let's not lose that. Let's not go back to 2019 and looking at fitness only in this like physical way. I think this is the year to disrupt the norm, Um, try new things, see what resonates, and I think it's the year to create change for yourself, for companies, for for, for members. There's so much out there, and this is going to be such a fun year.
0: Oh, that's so incredibly motivating. Well, speaking along those lines then, future-facing, any exciting things that we can expect from yourself and EOS?
1: Yeah, um, we're always pushing the envelope. I mean, even pre-pandemic, to bring our ne- bring up our members' new offerings, um, bring our team members new offerings. So we know that we've spent the past two years um strengthening strengthening our partnerships, um, creating new ones, which will uh, allow us to constantly innovate to create an environment and community. Where people want to work, and where people want to work out. So at EOS, we we have a lot brewing right now, and I, always personally, I'm just so reinvigorated and ecstatic um, for for what this year will bring. Um, it's almost like there's this new fire um within us at EOS, and between leveraging technology, um, doubling down on our recovery options, on looking at our own team members and what we can do to help elevate and enhance their lives. Um, And then now to take all of this and bring it to our members, this is gonna be a really, really good year. We're so excited.
0: Oh, you got me sitting at the edge of my seat, like I really want to know what all of this happened, what all is happening. Well, that's exciting. And I'm so, so excited myself to be able to witness the growth too and just see you guys along the way. I know that there's a lot of different growth and expansion plans coming up here for the next year. And it'll be incredibly wonderful to see also too the impact that it'll have on your members' lives. So final question for you. If you could give advice to a young woman that is designed to be a future entrepreneur or executive, what would you share with them? Oh, that's a good one.
1: Um, it's okay to not have a five or 10-year plan. It's okay to not have a three-year plan. Um, It's okay to not have all the answers. I think really take the time to... Learn and understand who you are. Um, what are you passionate about? What are your values? Uh, learn what's important to you because those are the areas that you're going to excel in. If you're doing something that you're not passionate about, then you're not going to excel in that area. And plus, you're just not going to be happy. Um, surround yourself with really good, good-hearted, like-minded people um, that have the same values as you do and people that will support you and people that you enjoy supporting. Um, And then also just people that you can learn about, um, learn from throughout your career. There's so many different ways to approach something and to look at something. So don't... Don't let it get you down. If there's something that you're doing that you're looking at, that you're working on, and you're not getting getting out of it what you want, shift your mindset. Look at it in a different way. Change your approach. Anything that we truly want to do, we can find a way to accomplish it. So just keep trying and keep doing.
0: Oh, that's... Amazing. Thank you, Shelby, for your time. And as mentioned, make sure to check out EO's, an accessible, high-quality gym environment where anyone can pursue a range of fitness goals. Looking to hear more about what's happening in the health, wellness, and sports industry? Subscribe to this podcast, and we'll catch you next time. On the trip.